0: See Let's talk about power.
1: Praise Him, church. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Whoo! Your praise is beautiful, praise is comely, says the Lord. Your God inhabits the praises that are offered up before Him. Your praise and your prayers are as incense coming up before the throne of the Lord. And He is well pleased with the sacrifice of your praise. For you must enter into that area of praise and worship so that the Lord can do greater things in your life as you worship Him, as you give Him praise and rejoice in all things. Then the Holy Spirit will be released to do greater things in your life. You will... Behold, and you will see the manifestations of the presence and the power and the glory of the Lord in your life. For praise still does quiet and still the enemy and the avenger and brings victory in your life in the adverse circumstances that you face. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Well, give him some praise. Amen. Give him some praise. Give him some praise. Hallelujah. Clap your hands, all ye people, and shout to the Lord with the voice of triumph. You know, there are seven Hebrew words in the Old Testament for praise. Seven Hebrew words, and one of those Hebrew words for praise, and each one of them ha- has a different aspect of praise. But one of those Hebrew words is Shabbat, and uh, the word Shabbat means a shout of praise. It's what um, it's what the p- children of Israel did as they marched around the walls of Jericho, and on that seventh day, they ma- marched seven times, and the Lord told them to shout. For the Lord has given you the city. And a Shabbat, here's what it is. I do it every once in a while when I'm preaching, amen. And, and people just think I'm, you know, I'm just carrying on. But uh, here is a Shabbat. Here's what it is. Here's what Israel did. Woo! That's a Shabbat. That's a shout of praise. Oh, hallelujah. I'm feeling something here today. You know what? When they marched that seventh time, around those walls, and all of that multitude of Israel all gave a Shabbat of praise and said, Woo! The walls came tumbling down. When Gideon, hallelujah, and his 300, surrounded the Midianite army, and they they broke the pitchers and lighted the lamps, and they gave a Shabbat, a shout, Woo! And the enemy was routed. I think all of us today can give a Shabbat, don't you? Can you just give him a shout of praise? Woo! Hallelujah! That sounds so good. I think we are to do it again. Woo! Hallelujah! We give you glory. And we give you honor, Lord. And we give you praise. Hallelujah! It's time for the walls to come tumbling down. It's time for the victory, hallelujah, to be manifested in the lives of his people. Come on and clap your hands and praise the name of the Lord, for he is good and his mercy endureth forever, hallelujah, Woo, hallelujah, Man. glory to God forever. You can be seated if you can. I can't stop shabbatting. Woo! Hallelujah. I feel it today. Man, I believe that song right there is a keeper. How many believe that? That is awesome. That is awesome. That is awesome. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, worship team, today for um, leading us into the presence of God this morning. Amen. Here we are on this Memorial Day, holiday weekend, and uh, as Brother Andy said, we will not be having service tonight, Uh, so um, you can enjoy your afternoon your weekend with your family or whatever you have to do, but uh, we do appreciate all of y'all that are here with us this morning. It's good to see Brother Bill Mullinex back in the house of the Lord today. Amen. He's been in the hospital for a while, and he's not 100%, he said, but he is doing much better. And it's good to see you today, Brother Bill. We appreciate you. Also want to mention that Wednesday night, uh, we will, the Lord willing, the Lord willing, I always like to throw that in there, we will finish up the book of Proverbs with Proverbs chapter 31. And it's been a great study and just some tremendous uh, things that we have learned. So we'll be finishing that up, Lord willing, on Wednesday night. Now, I have asked on Wednesday nights if anybody had uh, any recommendations because I didn't have any particular leading from the Lord as to where to go next in our Wednesday night studies, what book of the Bible or whatever. And so I just asked for some recommendations for me to think about and to uh, ponder and to pray about. And there's been probably four or five people that have uh, that have said that they would like for us to do the Book of Revelation. And so you know, uh, the, the Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses. And so we've had several <laughs> that have requested that. So. Uh, we will probably unless god gives a different direction but i'm i'm looking forward to it we we taught revelation at the old church twice went through it twice and uh the uh the second time we were in transition of moving over here so when we moved into this building in 2013 we were just finishing up the ending of revelation so it's been since 2013 that we've that we have done that particular study, so we'll do that. I'm. I, I know last time I, it was it was very detailed, <clears throat> and I don't know how detailed this will be, but uh, <clears throat> we want to um, we want to go through that book and study it. So um, not this Wednesday. This Wednesday we'll finish Proverbs, and then we will more than likely be starting in Revelation chapter one. We touched on a few things of that in Sunday school this morning. So uh, I felt in just talking about that in Sunday school that uh, I felt the witness of the Spirit to go that direction. So I think it will be a blessing to everyone. Next Sunday, next Sunday is the first Sunday in um, June. It's June 5th. Well, next Sunday just happens to be Pentecost Sunday. So, we encourage you to come prepared to really worship the Lord and believe God for an outpouring of his spirit on pentecost sunday amen i you know Pentecost sunday what 's so special about that pastor well Pentecost sunday was the is the birth date of the church the church was the New Testament church was born on Pentecost Sunday. Uh, in an upper room in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost. And so we're going to celebrate that next Sunday and looking forward to what God has for us next Sunday. Also, apples are out in front. There's some apples on the table out in the front foyer. Please help yourself to some apples as you leave today. Amen? All right, you're going to get some apples? All right, get some apples. All right. Apple of the day i don 't know it does something. <laughs> praise God <laughs> amen, amen. They say it keeps the doctor away, but I think it takes more than an apple. I think it takes the the Lord and the Word of God and prayer. Amen, come on, somebody, praise God, you have your Bibles this morning i 'm going to try to be <clears throat> be brief today, not take too much time but uh, have a word, I believe, from the Lord to share with you from the Scriptures today. A very familiar um, couple of verses of Scripture from 2 Corinthians. Second Corinthians chapter number 10. We all know these verses today, but oh how we need to be reminded of them. Second Corinthians chapter number 10 and verse number 3. Are you there? Amen. The Apostle Paul says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal or fleshly or natural, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And I want to share with you this morning and speak to you for a few minutes on that thought of that subject, the pulling down of strongholds, the pulling down of strongholds. Father, thank you so much for the presence of the Lord that is here in this house today. Oh, for your wonderful spirit, for the good time of worship that we have already had. And Lord, the honor that we have given today, Lord, to, to our fallen soldiers. And we pray for all of our military. We pray for families of, of the military that your hand be upon them and bless them in a special way. As we come to this particular part of the service, I'm asking you for your anointing to help me to minister the Word of God and to say what you want me to say and preach what you want me to preach and open our hearts to receive from you today. In the mighty name of Jesus and everybody said, amen and amen. Amen. The pulling down of strongholds. I think we're all aware of this, that uh, we do have an adversary, don't we? We know that. We have an enemy of our soul. Uh, the Bible says that that uh, the devil is as walks about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And so we have an enemy. Satan is a real. Uh, he's a fallen angel. He angel. He is real. He's not just a figment of somebody's imagination. Some people today like to, you know, say, well, there's no such thing as a real personal devil. There's no such thing as demon spirits. But I want to tell you, the Bible teaches different than that. There is a real personal devil who is the adversary, the enemy of God, the enemy of Christ, and the enemy of our soul. There is, There are real demon spirits. Amen. There are fallen angels and principalities and powers of darkness that are arrayed against the church and that are arrayed against every believer. Brother Andy mentioned this morning, you know, about the tragedy that took place there in uh, Texas this week. It's such a sad thing. It breaks our hearts But we know today, and I know there are people that blame God, but we know that God is not responsible for that tragedy. The Bible said Jesus himself said that the thief, who is the devil by the way, the thief is come to kill and to steal, and to destroy. But he said, but I have come, Jesus said, that you might have life, and that you might have life more abundantly. Yeah, there are fallen angels and powers of darkness and demon spirits that get a hold of people's lives and gain control of individuals' lives and drive them to do terrible things such as we I saw happened this past week. We 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 pray for the families, and I'm. Like Brother Andy, I can't imagine what those parents are feeling today. But, my, we, we want to lift up our, our prayers to, to, to go out to them. Now, I know there's those that have said, we don't want your thoughts and prayers, we want your guns. Well, you know, I'm not here to get in a debate on that. But anytime time somebody will get up and say, we don't want your thoughts and prayers, they, they, they're, in a, they're in a bad state themselves. They don't know how far they are themselves away from the Lord but there is an enemy and an adversary of your soul. And I'm not here to build up Satan today, but I am here to make you and I, all of us, aware of that fact that there is an enemy and that this enemy that we have is always looking for an area in our lives that he can get into. He's always looking for a weakness, a weak point, and he seeks a place in our lives that he can come in and control and dominate. There are areas that Satan looks at, weaknesses that he wants to dominate, and these areas that the enemy comes in and tries to control and sometimes does get a foothold in people's lives and controls them in some areas, but these are referred to as strongholds. They're strongholds. Somebody would say, Well, Pastor, what is a stronghold? Where Paul said here in this writing that that, that we have weapons that are mighty through God to pull down strongholds. Well, a stronghold is anything that poses a threat to your spiritual progress. A stronghold is a military fortress um, that is built stone upon stone. That is the the literal meaning of a, a stronghold. It is a military fortress that is built stone upon stone, and it's a strong fortification. It's something, and when it comes to the spiritual side of a stronghold, a stronghold is something that holds you in its clutches and that impedes you from your full. Potential in the Lord Jesus Christ. That is what the enemy desires to do today in all of our lives is to find an opening in a place where he can erect a stronghold and keep us and prevent us from being everything that God wants us to be. Oh, hallelujah. A stronghold sometimes gets in a person's mind. You know, there's the battleground right here is our mind. know that we've got to guard our mind thank God that we've got some weapons and I'll be getting into that a little bit later but the helmet of salvation is one of the defensive weapons that the Bible says that we have and a helmet does what it guards your head doesn't it it keeps you from getting knocked in the head with something amen a helmet for a, you know if you're riding a motorcycle or a 4 wheeler, whatever a helmet in case of an accident it protects your head Well, thank God we have the helmet of salvation that guards our thoughts and our minds. And Satan is always working, trying to infiltrate our thought life and our minds. He deals with our thoughts and with our imagination. And and that's where the battleground is, ladies and gentlemen, is in your mind. Every thought that comes is not from God. Satan is putting thoughts in your mind on a continual basis. Amen. And you know what it's best to do when Satan puts those thoughts, interjects those thoughts in your mind? You can determine that they're not from the Lord, that they're from the enemy. But it's best not to even acknowledge those thoughts out loud. Because I'm going to tell you something, the devil is not omniscient. The devil doesn't know what you're thinking. All he knows is, he can't read your mind, but all all he does know is that he's interjected a thought in your mind. If he can get you to uh, vocalize that, if he can get you to uh, to talk about that, if he can get you to say, oh my, yeah, that's right and begin to talk negatively about that thought, then he's open. he knows he's getting to you. He knows there's an area there that he can get to you. So we need to make sure we've got on the helmet of salvation. Solve that. The enemy cannot build a stronghold in our thinking process and in our mind. A stronghold in a person's mind is a lie of the devil that is told by the enemy and that is believed over and over until that lie has become a stronghold in our thinking and in our believing. And the more we believe the lies of the enemy, the more we will act upon the lies of the enemy and we can't believe the lie and believe the truth at the same time a double minded person the Bible says is unstable in all of their ways oh that's why it's so important today ladies and gentlemen that we have our mind renewed by the word of God and our mind and heart full of the word of God so that we will be aware of those lies of the enemy jesus said that the devil is a liar from the beginning he's a liar and the father of it and we need to let him know that we're aware that he's lying to us hallelujah we will not accept or believe or act upon the lies of the enemy can i get an amen today Hallelujah. But those lies believed on become strongholds in our thinking and in our believing and hinders us in our faith and in our walk with the Lord. A stronghold. Uh, when, when something becomes a stronghold in our lives, it's something that you have not been able to conquer. It's something that's gotten a hold in your life. I'm not saying that you're uh, backslidden because there's, there's Christians today that have uh, that the enemy has erected strongholds in their lives and they need to be set free from those strongholds. So just because there may be a stronghold that the enemy has, has brought into your life it doesn't mean that you're not saved. It doesn't mean that you're backslidden. Paul is writing to Christians here in 2 Corinthians. He's writing to the church, but he tells us, oh, hallelujah, he tells us how we can be freed from the strongholds of the enemy. It's something that you have have battled with. It's something that you have struggled with. It's something that you've just not been able to conquer or to overcome. It's something that you've prayed about and you've prayed and cried and wept tears over. It's something that you have had hands laid upon you and then prayed for. But it seems like the stronghold is still there. It appears that the stronghold is there and that it's just invincible and it cannot be defeated and the devil has told you that that you'll never have victory over this you'll never overcome this you've been prayed for time and time again you've confessed the word of God you've believed God but the stronghold is still there but, oh I believe God has laid upon my heart something to tell you today if you're here and you're battling one of those strongholds in your life the Lord is saying to you you've been given some weapons you've been given an arsenal of weapons that are not fleshly or carnal, but they are mighty and powerful through almighty God that will pull down the stronghold that will bring down the fortress that will bring down I don't care how big it may seem I don't care how strong it may be oh I don't care how the enemy has lied and intimidated you and told you you'll never be free I'm here to give you a word from the Lord today that God has said, I want to pull down the strongholds in your life and give you victory in every area that you're dealing with a stronghold of the enemy. Come on, clap your hands and give God praise. (laughs) Woo! Hallelujah. Little Shabbat there on the side. Woo! Glory to God. I, I just feel this today stronghold can be many various things that you may be dealing with. It could be a a besetting sin in your life. Do Christians, do born-again, spirit-filled believers uh, battle with and struggle against sins, besetting sins? Of course we do. Of course we do. All of us have some, some area of our life that we're struggling with. The the the, th- the thing about it is that we need to understand that victory's provided for us, and that we not succumb to that. Amen. No matter again, like I said, no matter how ti- how many times you've been prayed for, or dealt with it, that you need to continue to believe God for the victory in that area of your life. Because I'm here to tell you, we sing, oh my Lord, we sang this morning about what the Lord. Has has done for us the price he's paid on the cross of Calvary. We sang this morning about the weapon of our praise. Come on. About praise and shouting to God. And I'm telling you, I believe God is trying his best to tell us something today. That we do not have to stay in bondage or under a stronghold of any kind that the enemy has brought in our life. We don't have to succumb to that or just give in to that. Because the victory, the price has been paid on the cross by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're here today to walk out of here free, free, free. Whom the Son has made free is free indeed. Praise the Lord. And now whatever it may be, some people are struggling today, maybe dealing with an area of pride. It could be some anger issues. And there's a lot of that anger issues today. Kids are going to anger management classes. Now, I don't know about that, but I, I do know there's, an, there's victory over anger through the blood of Jesus. It may be an unforgiveness that you're holding in your heart of something that someone's done to you in the past. It could be some bitterness. And then there's those that are in have addictions to different things. There's addictions to gambling. There's a addictions to alcohol and drugs. There's addictions to pornography. Some have an uncontrollable temper and just can't control their temper and fly off the handle. There's addictions to, to a spirit of fear. Many are bound by that spirit of fear today. Some are bound up and addicted to tobacco of various kinds. Uh, amen. I'm not here to condemn you today, but I am here to tell you that you can be free from that thing. Amen. If you want to be free, Jesus said you could be free. The prize has been paid. Others are, are suffering from physical strongholds, a physical ailment, a, a physical sickness, a spirit maybe of infirmity that's attacking the body and, and bringing sickness or disease or infirmity into our body. Whatever that stronghold may be, and you may have be dealing with something here today I don't know what it is. I don't have to know what it is. And maybe it wasn't even mentioned in the list that I gave. But I want you to know God knows what it is. And God has said you're here today to be delivered from that and to be set free. Whatever that stronghold may be. I don't care what kind of intimidation that the devil has brought against you. I don't care how many times he has said that you can't be delivered. I believe the word of the Lord to you today is this. It can be overcome. I said it can be overcome. I said it can be overcome by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. For Jesus has already conquered those powers of darkness at the cross. I know I mentioned that a lot. I talk a lot about that. But I believe that it's something that we need to be reminded of on a continual basis. I mention the cross a lot. I talk about the blood of Jesus a lot. I talk about the finished work of Christ a lot. But you know why? Because your victory is not going to be found anywhere else other than in Christ and His blood and His finished work. There is no other way of victory today. You may get some temporary relief from from counseling or or from other areas or from other things. But if you want total freedom and total victory it will only come on I'm talking about over sin over any any problem uh, that you're struggling with it can only be found in the precious blood of Jesus and what he has done at Calvary. There is victory today for every stronghold that the enemy has brought against his people, against God's people. Jesus has already conquered it at Calvary, and he has provided for you a way to pull down the strongholds of the enemy. And it's through our continued, continued faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and his victory at the cross. Amen? Whew. Every Every day that I go to the Lord in prayer, the very first thing, and I believe this should be protocol for every single one of us, the very first thing that we do is we come to the Father in the name of Jesus and through what? The blood of Jesus. You remember that Old Testament tabernacle, right? Which is, I, I mentioned this the other night. That Old Testament tabernacle is a type of the Lord Jesus Christ. It represents Jesus Christ. And there was only to go to go into that tabernacle. There was only one door and one gate to get into that tabernacle. To go into that tabernacle, to get down to the end of it, you're coming into the presence of God. And there's only one door to go through. And Jesus himself even said, I am the door. Isn't that what he said? He's the only door, praise God. And so when you enter into the presence of God, you come through the door who is Jesus Christ. The Bible says that what things soever Jesus said, "What thingssoever you ask of the Father in my name, amen, he will give them to you." So the only way to come into his presence is through Jesus. And the very first place that 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 that, that worshipper came when he came into that tabernacle was he came to the brazen altar the brazen altar was the place where the sacrifices were laid the brazen altar was the place where the lamb or the ram or the oxen or the bullock was brought to the high priest or to the priests that were working the altar and the sacrifice was made and the blood was shed and the and the body of that animal was burnt as an offering and a sacrifice upon that burnt upon that brazen altar the brazen altar is is what? it is. What's it a type of? It is a type of the cross. It is a type of the place where the sacrifice was made. So I said all that to say this. When you come into the gate, into Christ, into the tabernacle, he said to come uh, to enter his gates with what? Thanksgiving. And to enter his courts with praise. And the first place you come to is the cross of Calvary to the blood of Jesus. And it's there that you stop and you give praise to God for the cross and for what Jesus did there, for the blood that he shed there, for the iniquity that he redeemed you from there, for the stripes that he took for your healing, and that everything that he did at that cross, he did to set you free and break the power of the devil off of your life. you got to praise God for that every It's not just a one-time thing, but it's coming to the cross every day and getting a hold of the Lord and getting a hold of God through the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Because that is where your victory, your salvation, your forgiveness, your cleansing, your victory Everything is bought and paid for at that cross through that blood. See, that's why the Holy Spirit moved so in that last song we sang. Because it's not building up a man or lifting up any of us. Amen. But it's lifting up Jesus and what Jesus did on the cross of Calvary. It's set. Praise God. I didn't know they were going to sing that. But oh, hallelujah, the Lord is in that. Come on. Because it set the stage today for us to focus upon what he has done, what he has done, the price he has paid, so that we can step into the victory and leave here, praise God, victorious over every struggle. Hold of the enemy that he would try to bring against us and in our lives, amen. Oh, hallelujah! Woo! Man, I can't help myself today, I don't want to help myself. So, what is it, Pastor? It's a, it's a continued faith, a daily faith. Jesus said. That we are to take up his cross, take up our cross daily and follow him. That's not talking about taking up some burden. I know some people have used that text and said, well, I've got diabetes. That's just my cross to bear. No, the price was paid on the cross to heal your diabetes. He didn't go to Calvary to give you diabetes or arthritis or anything else, cancer or heart trouble. No, that's not your cross. The cross represents what Jesus did there at Calvary. It represents the benefits and what Jesus is saying is that every day on a daily basis you come to him through the cross and you claim those benefits of Calvary in your life. What he did there for you, you claim those. benefits every day amen oh hallelujah hallelujah I'm just about done hang on but the faith that you and I exhibit is a dependence it's a continual continued dependence in him And in his finished work, and not in ourselves. I cannot, listen to me. What's your stronghold, Pastor? Nobody's business. But whatever it may be, I cannot overcome it or conquer it in my own ability. Or my own strength. And I've heard people say it. I got this. Mm, You ain't getting ready to get in trouble there. Amen. Pardon the vernacular or the grammar. But I ain't got this. Jesus has got this and it has to be not a dependence upon me not a dependence on my ability not a dependence on the flesh what did he say though we walk in the flesh we are in the flesh amen we're in this physical body and the flesh also the flesh doesn't just mean uh uh, you know just a flesh body or this flesh that that clothes my bones but we we, the flesh represents and talks about our abilities, our strengths, and our abilities. That's what the flesh is. And he said, though we walk in the flesh, we have some, some, some abilities in this body, things that we can do. But when, oh, come on somebody, when it comes to spiritual warfare, when it comes to facing the enemy, when it comes to dealing with sin, and dealing with spiritual matters, and dealing with the devil, are you hearing, he said though we were in this flesh and we have some certain abilities we do not are you hearing me? We do not war or do spiritual warfare after the flesh we walk and do warfare after the spirit of God for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. The weapons of our warfare are not fleshly. The weapons of our warfare are not material weapons. But I tell you what these weapons are. They are mighty. I said they are mighty through God to the pulling down of every stronghold and to the casting down of every imagination and thought that would exalt itself against the knowledge of God. Oh, hallelujah. Are you with me? So it's a dependence not upon myself, I learned this lesson a long time ago, and my Lord, it was—it was—it was, it was, it was a, what's the what they say it was a game changer in my life, and it's just as simple as it can be. I know people say, Pastor, it couldn't be that simple. It's got to be more complicated than that. See, that's what's happened today. The same thing that happened to this Corinthian church. Later on, later on, Paul talks to them about how that they had been moved away from the simplicity that is in Christ. Oh, the victory, ladies and gentlemen, comes the same way every single time. The same way you got saved is the same way you'll stay saved. And it's the same way you'll maintain victory on a daily basis. It's a dependence in His finished work, not in ourselves. That is the foundation for all victory over sin and all strongholds of the mind. Amen? I'm going to bring this to a close. Amen. I hope you're, I hope you're getting a hold of something here. We've been given spiritual weapons. This could be a message within within itself. Amen. But we have to understand this truth today. That 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 stronghold may seem to be so fortified that it's impossible to overcome. But again, I'm going to repeat this. Refuse to believe the lies that the enemy tells you. The truth is you can have total, complete victory to tear that stronghold down. You've got something in you. Or should I say it this way? You've got someone in you. You've got, oh, hallelujah, you've got the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. And the Holy Spirit is stronger and greater and more powerful than all the powers of darkness. The Holy Spirit is God, He's the third person of the Godhead. The Holy Spirit's not just an influence. He is God, He is omnipotent, He is omniscient, He is omnipresent, He is almighty, He is all-powerful, He worked in the creation of this universe, and I'm telling you the Creator, the Holy Spirit, lives on the very inside of you, greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. Woo, hallelujah. The Holy Ghost will give you that victory over every stronghold as long as you depend upon Christ, what He's done, and depend upon the work of the Holy Spirit and not yourself. Amen? Simple truth. And I've dealt with people for years personal one-on-one counseling and tried to get this across to them and they say i got it i got it they don't got it you know why because the flesh thinks i got to be do i got to do something you're a human being not a human doing what do i have to do you have to exhibit faith in christ that's too easy it's too simple it is, it is sounds, but it's harder than you think. You've got to place it there, and you've got to leave it there. Those strongholds, ladies and gentlemen, will never de- be defeated in the power of the flesh, but only by the power of the Holy Spirit. And Paul said those weapons that we have are not fleshly, they're not carnal, they're not ma- natural, but they are God's weapons that are powerful through Him as long as our dependence is on Christ and His finished work. That is the foundation of all victory over sin, victory over self, victory over every stronghold is continued faith in Jesus and His victory at the cross. Every time you go to the Lord or even throughout the day, you just say it to the Lord. Here's how how hard it is. Lord, I'm not depending upon myself. But my faith is in you and what you did at the cross of Calvary. You are my victory. You won it at the cross. And I take up my cross and receive what you did for me there. Amen? That's how simple it is. It's expressing your faith in Christ. Amen? Knowing that that, that that faith will enable the Holy Spirit who is in you to come to your aid, to come to your rescue, and to give you the victory that you need over those strongholds. It's through the blood of Jesus, ladies and gentlemen. I said it's through the blood of Jesus. That is the foundation. They overcame him, he said in Revelation 12 and 11. They overcame him. Who? The devil. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. It's the person of Christ, and it's his finished work. That's the powerful weapon that makes all the other weapons, that's the foundation that makes all the other weapons effective that we use in our life. We have another weapon. We have the word of God, but the blood must be foundation. Are you listening? All the other weapons work under the the. the, the Circumference are in the parameter of what Jesus did at Calvary, and we have the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit. That's one of the weapons Paul gave in Ephesians chapter six. He said, "Take up the shield of faith, faith in what? Faith in Christ in His finished work." And in the other hand, what do you got? You got the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. When Jesus confronted the devil in the wilderness four different times, was it was it three temptations? Anyway, he pulled out the sword of the Spirit and said, It is written. And he drove back the enemy and Satan got out of Dodge. Hallelujah. 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 It's the sword. Yeah, Woo! Shabbat. Shout at the stronghold will come down. Amen. The weapon of a the word of God. Use that word, that scripture. The weapon of prayer, of course, is a powerful weapon. He listed that in Ephesians 6 when he gave the weapons there, the armor of God and then the The one offensive weapon. All the all the armor was all the armor was defensive, wasn't it? Huh? That shield of faith. What does it do? It quenches. It extinguishes every fiery dart that the weapon shoots. Or the weapon that the devil shoots at you with his weaponry. It quenches it. It's defensive. Your your righteousness, the breastplate, is defensive protects your heart. The girdle of truth. I need that girdle, praise God. (laughs) <laughs> I need that girdle of truth amen your loins girt with truth that's truth of the word truth in your inward parts your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace standing on the word the gospel of peace sure-footedness you're not going to be slipping and sliding and falling and, and everything you're going to stand and he said having done all to stand stand therefore stand therefore you can got to take a stand in this last day we got to stand against the enemy we got to stand against the power of darkness we've got to stand against the strongholds that he has put up and tried to bring into our life and if you'll take those weapons but then he didn't stop there he gave the sword and all those weapons but there's another offensive weapon beside the word of God because the 18th verse said and praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit thank God for Holy Ghost praying. I said thank God for Holy Ghost praying. Prayer will rout the enemy. Prayer will bring the victory in your life. It's a weapon. It's a weapon. And these weapons are mighty. They're powerful through God. Praise and worship. Woo! Praise and worship is a weapon against the enemy. One of the songs Sister Katie does, and I think part of that song says, My praise is a weapon. Amen? Praise is a weapon to use against the enemy. I mean, when your army, when your your nation's surrounded by three armies and God says, don't worry, you ain't going to have to fight in this battle. Just send out the praise team. You ain't going to have to have a soldier in it. Jehoshaphat, just send out the praise team. And he, by faith, did that. They sent the praisers out. Amen. Nobody carried a sword. Nobody carried a shield. They faced an army that they were outnumbered against and they went out into that battle and all they did was march out their and praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever and they praised him and they praised him and they praised him and when they got to where the enemy was they had already gotten confused and killed one another was nothing left but dead bodies. Are you listening to me? I'm telling you, the stronghold cannot stand against praise, against praise. Give him a shout. Shout of praise. My Lord, that's what brought down the Jericho walls, that Shabbat of praise, that shout. Amen? But oh, listen, I'm closing, I'm closing. Worship team, make your way back. But don't forget this weapon, the name of Jesus. Don't forget that one because the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run into it and are safe. Don't forget what the Apostle Paul said. For God has highly exalted His Son Jesus. And God has given unto Him a name That is above every name and at the name of Jesus, every knee. Oh, hallelujah. Every knee of beings in heaven, of beings on earth. And here's the part, and beings under the earth. That's speaking of satan that's speaking of his demons that's speaking of fallen angels the cohorts of hell have to bow their knee to the authority that is in the name that is in the name that is in the name of the lord jesus christ are you hearing me today I'm here to tell you this morning that the name of Jesus is a weapon that'll break the strongholds of the enemy. The blood of Jesus is a weapon that'll break the strongholds of the enemy. The word of God is a weapon that'll break the strongholds of the enemy. Worship is a weapon that'll break the strongholds of the enemy. You don't have to leave here bound. I'm telling you, but you need to take a stand against the enemy today hallelujah and claim that victory through the cross and through his blood. Stand with me today. Stand with me.